Welcome to the DJE Podcast, where you will learn about real estate investing from real-life examples. Here's your host, Devin Elder. Oh, hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. My guest is Matt Amabile. He's uh, got a great story. Matt's a young guy. He's 26, got a lot of energy, and He's got a really cool story, traveled the world for a year, built a business, doing real estate stuff. He hosts a podcast, does coaching. I mean, kind of all this stuff, but an entrepreneur, right? So love hearing stories of young entrepreneurs that uh, jumped and that went for it. So he's created passive income for himself. We talk about his first deal. In fact, if you're watching the video here, his background is a fourplex that he lives in. That was his first deal. It was a house hack. So he's renting out the other three units, lives in the fourth, has his bills paid for, and then some by that. And he's he built it up from scratch. I mean, this is my kind of guy, right? Went out there, built it from scratch, read some books, took a boatload of action, partnered with people, found some capital partners, and has built... He said he's up to seven thousand a month in passive income. He's shooting for fifteen, and he wants to get to thirty thousand dollars a month passive income by the time he's thirty in four years. Uh, very goal oriented guy, and that's why I have the podcast. Talk to guys like this, get inspired, learn what makes them tick. A lot of similarities between all these successful people that come on the podcast. So, hope you enjoy the episode. I certainly enjoyed talking to Matt. If you can leave us a five-star review on Google for the DJE podcast, that would be a huge help for the reach of this show. Thank you for that. We'll have a word from our sponsors and then get onto the show with Matt. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by DJE Texas Management Group, a San Antonio, Texas-based real estate investment firm with a track record of transacting on several hundred million dollars of multifamily land and industrial deals throughout Texas. DJE's been in business for over a decade and is approaching 100 team members in San Antonio. To learn more about DJE, visit djetexas.com or the link in the show notes of this episode. This episode's also brought to you by apartmenteducators.com, a complete ecosystem for professionals to learn how to find, finance, and operate large multifamily properties for profit. You can get started with a free mini course and learn more at apartmenteducators.com or visit the link in the notes. Matt, hey, good to see you, man. Thanks for jumping on the show. How are you? Devin, man, I appreciate you having me, man. I am uh, rocking and rolling, loving life, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are talking a little bit before about some of your your globetrotting adventures, so we'll we'll get into that, man. But how um, how about some background? You're a young guy. You're doing real estate deals kind of achieve this level of of freedom that I think people talk about but is kind of rare for for people to actually go experience so let's dive in on all of it man what um you know what's your background and how'd you get into the entrepreneurship game yeah so I guess it, my story realistically starts by by going to college that was one of the big money decisions that I ended up making in in my life it was either go and party with my friends and spend forty thousand dollars per year at West Virginia University or do I want to uh, go to community college where I got a full scholarship so originally was gonna go party do the thing with my friends ended up deciding against it didn't want to put all that money and that debt out on the line 
uh, went to community yep. college two years, got another scholarship, ended up uh, ended up graduating, you know, really high honors, no debt whatsoever. Um, and then, you know, about to dive into the real world. So right before I started working my job that I had landed before I got out of school, I went on a European trip. I went on this European trip for about a month, a month and a half with my girlfriend at the time. And uh, I spent right around $5,000 on that trip. So that kind of wow. put me in this mindset that if I can make $5,000, I could probably go travel Europe for uh, if I could make that every single month or if I could save up 60 grand, I could do, go do that for a year. Yep. Uh, so that was kind of my mindset there. Right after I got back there, started working a job, making $55,000 a year, New York City area. I was sleeping on my cousin's couch, paying him $400 a month to save money and rent. Um, everything, uh, everything in my life at that time, I wasn't making great money. I was sleeping on my cousin's couch and then all, all at once, my girlfriend breaks up with me and my job announces that they'll be, they'll be doing some layoffs within the next month. So, uh, so I was like, shit, man, I gotta, I gotta change my life around. I have to figure out how I'm going to get off of this couch. So I started reading up about personal finance. I Googled the top personal finance books that brought me to, to rich dad, poor dad, millionaire next door, uh, rental property investing by Brandon Turner. Uh, from there I bought a, I bought a four unit house hack and then I did the real estate thing from there on, man. I, uh, started buying more and more properties and, and that's what led me to, to where I'm at today. I love it, man. Thank you. What was that first project that you bought and where was it? Yeah. So that first project is actually where I'm doing this podcast from right now. So it's a, a four unit house hack. It was in, it, it is in Phillipsburg, New Jersey. So it's like Northwest New Jersey, right by the PA border up here. Um, really up and coming area. The reason I liked it is because the rents were solid enough for me to live in one apartment and for the other units to fully cover my rent and make me a little bit more. This thing was a nightmare project though, dude. It was a foreclosure condemned property. Oh man. Uh, needed a full gut. The town have to had to approve it. I was doing a 203k loan, three and a half percent down. So that's a renovation loan. You only have to put three and a half percent on the purchase and the renovation. Uh, but with that, is that comes like a government backed loan. I never heard of that. That is. Yeah. So okay, it's basically cool. like it's an FHA loan, but it's sure. it's the FHA's version of a of a construction loan of a rehab loan. So Very I had cool. a I had a hundred. It, it was interesting. The negotiations that I had on this first deal, I got it for it was listed for one hundred twenty five thousand. I offered one hundred fifty five thousand. My offer was denied a month later. They came back to me and asked if they would if I would take that offer again or put that offer out, I said, hell yeah. Uh, went in, I actually negotiated the offer back down to around 145. Um, and then it was $120,000 rehab that all gets basically coupled into this, uh, renovation loan. So around 265 all in on this project, um, got it locked in after, after a month and a half of rehab, people break it in contractors getting deported contractors suing 
other people, like all these different issues, the town getting involved, having to tear down stairs five times and rebuild oh stuff, Lord. building my own architectural plans, putting architectural plans in the basement, all this stuff that I had to learn and do myself and bootstrap through it. A year and a half goes by that gets done. I didn't have to make a mortgage payment because I got COVID relief, um, COVID forbearance didn't affect my credit, all this crazy stuff, man. But in the end, this thing is like a, a, a gold mine for me. So I get to live in this apartment. Awesome apartment. I love it here. I get to live here for free. Uh, my mortgage taxes, insurance, and the water bill every single month, all my expenses come out to 2,200 bucks and the other three apartments rent for 30, 3,800 bucks. So it makes 1,600 bucks and I live for free. And, uh, you know, that was my first venture into real estate. So a big uh, crapshoot in the beginning, but, uh, you know, it, it kind of mellowed off and did well for me in the end. I love it, man. So you read some books and then just pulled the trigger and went and figured it out, huh? Dude, that's that's what it was. It was just like, yeah. let, let me take a shot. All these guys are saying that this stuff is doable. And if you just follow yep. these steps, you could do it. So let me follow the steps and let me go do it. Yep. Yep. And so, okay, so you got the, the government debt. Is that the same the same loan that's still on it right now? Same exact loan sitting at, uh, because I did that COVID forbearance, actually, I, I think I locked in originally at like a 3.7% and uh, COVID forbearance actually gave me a modification after all this forbearance. So I didn't have to make about $30,000 in payments and they modified my loan down to like a 3.1% interest rate so i'm like i like i kind of want to get out of out of the loan so i could refi because now it's worth now it's worth 450 yeah, yeah but you want to pull out equity at seven percent exactly debt. so I mean, but so I'm, I'm probably sitting on this loan for a long time until possibly interest rates you know drop down to if they ever you know when yeah, right. they will they will down the line but how long Absolutely. that's going to yeah. take who knows you know yeah yeah, that's a cool, that's a killer story, man. And, and you still got positive cash flow, free place to live. I uh, love it. Um, so after, did you kind of get the bug after that to go do more yeah. of these or what, what were your next moves? Yeah. So, you know, the, the difficult thing about after that is like I, I actually saw the financial viability. The, this thing was making money. It was actually bringing me cash every single month. And I could see that. And I learned how to do some pretty good analysis on properties just to be able to find this one killer property. And I was doing more analysis on properties and I was seeing all these deals like, look at this deal. This will cash flow X amount per month. And like that would get me even closer to my $5,000 per month. But the only problem was I don't have any money whatsoever. Like I literally, I don't I, I I had maybe 10 grand and you know kept saving diligently got up to like 20 grand but it still wasn't enough to really close on one of these um, and I'm I'm not really good at talking with banks so what I decided to do after that from hearing what Brandon Turner has to say where if you partner with people you can get more deals done especially if you partner with someone who has experience so I took that very internally 
and I just started, I've started finding deals and I started bringing deals to lenders and talking to them about ways to get these deals done. And then asking them if they knew anyone that was looking to buy deals of this quality that would be willing to work with a young guy like me, who's a hustler, who can get these done, who's boots on the ground and can execute on a stabilization plan on these properties. And lo and behold, I ended up getting in touch with the right guy and uh and he was willing to come in we actually made a deal that he will because it, there was a big equity spread in this first property we were buying two hundred twenty thousand dollar valuation and it what we were buying it for 160 so uh, you know about uh, a little over 20 percent equity 25 percent equity or so built into that property um he was willing to come in put down half the capital to buy it. I put down the other half of the capital and then I would get all of the cash flow. He did not, he didn't even care about cash flow. He was interested in the equity play on the property, being able to refinance out and still own this real estate uh, down the line. So we, we executed, we bought that deal. And then uh, I used that same type of model to buy, I think, think together we bought around 11 units or so um, across four properties and uh, sold seven of them. I bought four. I bought him out of four of those. And now I own 100 percent of those doors. And uh, and yeah, man, so started partnering, doing those. And then eventually my capital was increasing as as I kept on moving and moving. And I was able to buy really good strategically structured single family deals where buying it for 60,000, but it's actually worth 140,000 right now, getting seller financing terms, doing sub two deals, like just all these different creative things to start getting deals done. I love it, man. You know, there's, there's, uh, there's an unlimited amount of money available. And I, and I think it's important for people to hear that it's just a matter of structuring the partnership and making it a win. Mm. And so you make it a win for your partners. And one thing about, um, go abundance or just kind of business in general, I find is, you know, the, the older successful guys, they're looking for you, right? They're looking for, right. you know, and if you're, if you're young and you don't have money and, and you're a hustler, like people are seeking you out. Yes. Right? I mean, yes. that's what we want, right? We want to find yeah. that person and give them money. Right. Yeah. So don't, don't be uh, intimidated. Well, be intimidated. There's a lot to learn, but it, right. There's money out there, man. Absolutely. Right. So, and, and, and don't get it wrong. You guys aren't looking to just give out your money and say, hey, go do whatever you want with it. You're still underwriting the deal. You're still taking a look at the deal and helping out where you can. It's just you'd rather give it to someone who you can relate to the position that they are in right now and you want to help get them to the next level. And like that's yeah. an opportunity that I see for myself being young and being in this position and like, why would I not not take advantage of that? But yeah, like use that to my advantage to be able yeah. to, to raise capital. And then so that's where it kind of goes into the, the next part of my story where so I, I view real estate deals of, as needing four things. You need time, capital, knowledge and the deal. And a lot of times if people are people view capital as like putting that on a pedestal, but if it's time, capital, knowledge and a deal, that's four parts and capital is only one of those. So there's 75 yep. percent left of the deal that like realistically I can bring to the table. So I saw that in my head and I just started finding some really killer deals uh, like a commercial six unit deal. 
Uh, we bought it for 600, put 70,000 into it. It values at 1.25 million. So it's a, it's a nice, easy, quick cash out within six months that was executed and done. Um, and I started executing on those deals, no capital. I don't bring any money to the table whatsoever. Uh, we split the deal 50, 50. And, uh, and I mean, you get your capital back out of it because of this refi and, I get into the deal. I have to execute. I have to stabilize. Um, I put my sweat equity in and we both own parts of this deal. So then now I see that as a viable strategy to get deals done. So now I need to find killer deals and then figure out an execution plan on them. And I can get in with, again, no money out of my pocket and be able to, to get deals done. I just need to find the guys that want to help out, not help out, but like, Want to find the guys who want to buy good assets and sure. and work with somebody strong and a, a hustler and young, you know. Yep, yep, I love it. So, are you looking in your backyard and how are you how are you sourcing deals? Yeah, so everything is right here. So this town, Phillipsburg, New Jersey, where I have my four unit, that's where I own everything else. I could walk yeah. five minutes to every other property. That's another advantage I have. I know the area really well. I'm also looking in, uh, it's called the Lehigh Valley. So we've got Allentown, PA, Bethlehem, PA, Easton, PA, um, and Phillipsburg, New Jersey, Washington, New Jersey area. So I'm I'm looking all in this area for deals, how I'm sourcing deals I am. I do a little bit of everything. Everything I do, though, focuses around relationships. So relationships with brokers, relationships with sellers. I will go on PropStream. I will pull lists of owners with five to uh, most of the time, 10 properties or more. And I'll cold call the owners with 10 properties or more. And I'll just you know, talk to them, tell them I'd like to own a portfolio like they own one day go out, meet them for coffee and have conversations with them, build the relationship, build rapport. And eventually down the line, if and when they want to sell, if there's this young guy that's been, you know, going out to coffee with them and, and talking real estate with them and shows that they want to be where they're at, once they're ready to sell, they'll come to me with deals. And that's been bringing me some pretty cool off market deals as well. I love it. Yeah. Relationships first, man. That's, that's um, super important. So, uh, I, I love it. I think this is a really good blueprint for somebody that wants to get started. Maybe doesn't have the capital, but has the other pieces. And, you know, you talk about those four pieces that make a deal. The capital is, I mean, it's dumb money. It's just money, right? Like is, my money's the same as this guy's money, the same as this guy's. There's nothing special yeah. about it. A hundred grand is a hundred grand. And so, you know, for, for those people that are considering doing this, um, just, just know that. Yeah. It's one fourth of the, the, the deal. And it's just money and it's all the same, you know, it so, is, it is. It, it's, it, and there's a lot of it out there, especially yep. now, especially now with what's been going on the past few yeah. years, printing yep. money, like, like it's nothing play, like buildings appreciating people pulling out equity. There's a lot of capital that is just sitting out there and there's other ways to tap into it that I haven't even explored yet. Like sure, having, yeah having guys with their 401ks move it over to a 
like a, a SEP IRA, and I don't even think they have to move it to a SEP IRA. They could still invest with you. Yeah. But the, like, there's tons of capital out there, and it is it's all the same. It's just a digit. So you are the yeah. one that is unique. You're the one that's bringing skills to the table. And the, I think the real test is like, can you find can you strategically partner with someone to find someone who brings capital? but also brings a skill set. So that's right. where I looked. I look to partner with guys. Um, my partner is one of them owns a property management brokerage. So that yeah. helps. That helps oh, a yeah. lot. One of my partners owns a mortgage brokerage. So that helps a lot. Like the, where do you need the gaps filled in that can help your business grow and make it and fill in the skills that you're not so good at? Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect, man. So along the way, you started a podcast. Um, what what's the story there? How'd that come about? What's you know what what's your what's your kind of why behind that? And how's that going? Yeah, man, I had always uh, kind of wanted to do something in the social scene. I tried out Instagram. I tried out all the social media, and I guess it just it none of it really hit with me. And I really love having conversations with people and my one of my coaches joe moffitt um he he runs design life by design something like that life by design coaching and um he encouraged me to to get this thing up and going and my thought with it was with this podcast it will force me if i can talk to two millionaires per week over an entire year that will force me and yes, force me because I set this goal in my head that I will do this for at least a year. It will be done. I will be forced by my by my own choice to talk to two millionaires for the next year, which equals one hundred and four millionaires in a year long period. So if that doesn't expand my network more than, you know, more than it would have, then I, I don't know what else I could do. So now it's like it was a way for me to expand my network. It was a way for me to get all the thoughts and knowledge that's in my head out of my head. Um, and then, you know, I kind of started doing it and people stuck on people actually started taking my, my advice and using my tactics and, and, you know, it's, it's working out well for peer people. I, I actually launched that podcast when I was over traveling, I was in Paris um, and I had all, I had finally gotten all these podcasts edited and ready to go. And, uh, I launched it while I was, I was over in Paris and, uh, it's been an, uh, an amazing experience so far. I love it. Yeah. It's a, it's a force networking, which sounds terrible to say, but it, man, think about all this connection. That's why I do a podcast. I've been doing a weekly podcast for years now. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I was telling somebody yesterday, actually another guy in GoBundance that, you know, if uh, at this point in my business, there's a danger of just kind of like holding up in my cocoon and kind of disconnecting. Cause it's kind of have the team built. We have our relationships. We have our thing going. I could, I could kind of isolate if, if, if yeah. left to my own devices. And I think the podcast forces me to connect with new people, constantly getting fresh new ideas, seeing how people are doing stuff, getting inspired by people. Um, and that, that part of it's, Freaking awesome, man. I'm so thankful for this technology and the ability to to connect. You're sitting up in New Jersey. I'm in Texas, and we're here just kind of you know shooting a breeze about real estate, man. I freaking love it. Dude, it's amazing. And and the conversations that you can have as well with me just being uh, 
just being mad Amabile and like not not gonna lie, it's a good guy. I no problem, no nothing against him. But like if I just reach out to someone and ask, can I have a 30 minute conversation with you? I'm a young guy who does real estate and having the young guy in real estate, it, it helps a little bit, but it's not always enough to inch people into wanting to have a conversation with you. So it can get you in the room with some people that you might not have been able to have the conversation with before. And it's a good excuse to just ask somebody to have a simple conversation and find out what they do and build that connection. You say, I, I got a podcast. People love having their name out there. They love putting more. I, I, I say people, most people, some people, I don't know, majority, I don't know, uh, love to have their themselves out there and, and get new information out there and share what they know. Uh, so that is, you know, it's it's a great way to get get people on and get conversations in your life. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. Think about like, man, you know, I'm I'm I have a family and it's like, sure, we have we have focused time, but like to sit down, put your phone in airplane mode and have like a yeah conversation with somebody is like i I say it's rare but like it doesn't you know it doesn't happen as much so to be able to do that is is awesome and then just to be able to connect with people and kick stuff around and and get new ideas um what's the what's the podcast called for people that can go look it up on itunes or whatever so it's called financial freedom fast podcast gotcha cool we'll link to that in the show notes um well what's ahead man we're talking mid 2023 um, you know, 10, 10 rate hikes in a row and the fed just kind of paused this last one, you know, we'll see, you got some awesome, you know, um, interest rates locked in on some stuff, but, um, what are you looking to do? You, you did your big travel, travel the world. You've got cash flow established. You kind of established yourself, you've got a framework partnership, stuff like that. What do you want to do kind of over the next year? Yeah, so over the next year, I, I've actually got a few things rolling right now. I actually, I just launched launched out a, a coaching program, which, uh, you know, I'm not looking to take on too many mentors or mentees with that, um, but I'm actually coaching them what we've been talking about, and that's bringing on strategically, basically strategically structuring partnerships, bringing in partners to be able to get deals done. Uh, yep. As long as you can find good deals, finding good deals through relationships, doing all that. So I have I have that part of my business going on. I am actually building out more of a lead gen system on my side, some more inbound lead gen through uh, things like Facebook ads um, and having inbound uh, leads come my way and then deciding what we want to do with them, whether we want to wholesale those or if we want to take those under our wing. I've never done wholesale deals and I'm actually jumping into it now. Uh, we got a novation contract, like just doing all these crazy things. And then also still buying real estate. So I'm buying right now, I'm buying a, a five unit deal. I'm buying a, a single family deal with some seller financing on it. Uh, but I really only I focus on finding killer deals right now. Uh, anything that I'm going to be able to cash out, refinance out within a year. Uh, and not that I want to go out and get more debt, but just to know that the value will be there. So if the market drops 30 percent, 
I still have all that value. I'm not underwater on that property. So still doing a little bit of everything within the next year. My goal is to be at right around $15,000 a month in passive income. Right now I'm sitting right about seven with these new acquisitions I have coming in. I should be bringing that up to probably around 8500 to $9,000 a month. So would like to be at that $15,000 mark. Um, I think by my, my main mindset sticks, so I'm 26 right now at 30 years old, I would like to uh, be at right around $30,000 in passive income. I don't think that'll be a problem uh, getting there on a monthly basis. And then one of my new goals actually is I want to climb Mount Everest. So I'm focusing on, uh, on hiring a coach and bringing in the training program. My plan right now is to climb Everest in May, 2025. So two years down the line, uh, right around. And, you know, next year I'll climb a, a mountain out in Nepal and, uh, to qualify, to be able to go up and climb Everest. And then, uh, you know, take on Everest. And my idea behind that is if I could climb that highest mountain, you know, there's physically that's getting that done. There's not much else that I really can't do, um, out there. So, you know, trying to get all that stuff done by 30. My man, that is a super inspiring. Thank you. That is, I love it. I love it. That fires me up. You guys listen, man, Matt is successful because he writes down his goals. Like, Man, it's such a basic thing, but there's magic in that. And if you are not doing that, do it. If you want, if you want to achieve something, if you don't, whatever, I don't care. But right. if you're trying to achieve something, writing those goals down, reviewing them every day is like a secret cheat code to life. It's so basic, but there's, I mean, there's a million other reasons you're successful, but that's certainly one of them, man. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's yeah. Yeah, no, and, and definitely subconsciously, like it, uh, it, it gets into the back of your head when you write it down every single day. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I plan on doing. This is what I know I will accomplish. And like, I don't take a day now um, that I've been diving a little bit more into spirituality and religion, like to not thank God for everything he's brought me and is bringing me. And then, uh, you know, where, where I want to go from here. So definitely write it down and in a little book, I got my little moleskin book here and I write it down every, every single day what I want. I'm curious, what are your goals? Uh, to get to a billion dollars assets under management. We're at about a quarter billion right now. Wow. Is, is there a timeline on it or is that just kind of a life? Uh... Yeah, I think there's not, you know, I have annual goals for the company, um, which are more, you know, useful as, uh, as, uh, you know, a d direction that we can kind of talk about all the time. I'm less concerned about hitting the annual targets than I am about this is the marker that we're moving to. Uh, right. I'm, a, I'm a pilot, right? And when you fly the helicopter, you were, you were course correcting every second of flight. Like right. you, you can't just like, doo, 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 you know, you're, you're going to be 10 degrees off course. You end up in a different place. So same thing with company, our kind of North stars to get to a billion dollars assets under management. So grow about four X and yeah, I don't have a, I think that happens in three to five years. My plan is to have my companies for forever. Uh, and that's kind of building it out like a family office. So there's, there's a lot of sub goals within that, but I like a nice, simple, I like, I like the, the three commas, man. You know, it's just a nice big number to shoot for. It, it inspires me. And then it helps kind of build, um, 
you know, build stuff. And then on the, you know, on the personal side, it's 24 trips a year with my family. So, wow. Um, you know, I, we've got ranch, ranch house. We got a bunch of ranches. We got a beach house. We got a plane and a helicopter. We fly all over the, the world really. And so just to constantly, I got three kids, eight, 11 and 14. And so like, this is kind of prime time to build those memories. So, you know, if I'm doing 24 trips a year with my family, um, and I'm, and I'm working towards a billion, there's lots of sub goals under that stuff, health, exercise, mm. diet, stuff like that. But those are the big ones that kind of keep me, you know, fired up and, and growing. Dude, I, I love that, man. And those relate that that is prime time to build those type of memories within your kids. Yeah. And they're going to grow up, man, having such a incredible, incredibly experienced life. And then it's just going to like catapult from there. They're going to want to do even more of this in, experiential type of activities with themselves and their family. And it's just going to cultivate even more love and more of a relationship based family, man. I love that. And uh Dude, really happy to hear that, man. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's been it's been quite a ride. So, um, it's been awesome. Well, look, man, if people want to connect with you, learn about real estate deals you're doing, learn about coaching, learn about the podcast, what's wh how can they do that, Matt? Yeah, the best way to do it, you, well, if you want to listen to the podcast, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, it's uh, Financial Freedom Fast Podcast. And then uh, you could reach out on Instagram or Facebook at Matt Amabile, M-A-T-T-A-M-A-B-I-L-E. And uh, yeah, I mean, feel free to shoot me a message, DM me, got any questions and, uh, and we'll take it from there, man. I love it. Matt, thanks for joining. Super inspiring. Congratulations on your success. And uh, let's do it again in a year, man. See, see what you're up to. Oh, yeah, man. And and keep an eye out for Devin when he's on my podcast, too. Yes, let's do it, man. Let's <laughs> set it up. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you, Devin. All right, man. We'll see you. Thank you for listening to the DJE Podcast. For more information, please go to DJETexas.com.